All right there, horn dogs. is on the air baby dolls my name is darian and i am back for another week for another week of horror stuff coming at you and here i am again inmates here we are again just me you a stack of horror movies on another lonely night in december (laughs) it's getting depressing already isn't it are you are you like me do you get depressed this time of year i don't i actually don't but i know Certain people, like, this is like the high point for depressed people. Or I guess the low point is what I should call it. Uh, the holidays, man. They're a motherfucker. And I think as much as much of a pain in the dick it is if you have a family, uh, it's probably even worse if you don't. Because then it, you, uh, uh, you can't win. You cannot win. Uh, if you do have a family, then you're stressing the fuck out over what to buy everybody, right? And if you don't, you're, uh, you're a miserable uh, sod, and uh, <laughs> you kind of wish you had a family to stress out over, but at the same time, I think there's like probably like a sweet spot in there somewhere where maybe you just have like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, so you really only have one person to worry about. Uh, instead, I'm far beyond that point. I've got like kids and, you know, a lot of friends that I have to buy things for. It's a... It's, it's, uh, Oh, God, I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. I haven't done shopping one. I don't know about you guys. I haven't even been to a store. I got... I don't even know what... I don't... My wife is impossible to to shop for. She is into absolutely nothing. Uh, You ask her what she wants. She'll never give me a straight answer on that. Um, I'm pretty much fucked. Last year, I thought I was being sensible. I got her a bunch of gift cards. They're all still in her purse. She hasn't used any of them. Uh, you think she'd notice if I just took them out and rewrapped them and gave them to her again? Probably. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I uh, signed my name again on it or something, change the date. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm fucked either way. All right. Well, enough about me and my depressing holidays. Uh, no, Jason. Nobody. Nobody at all this week here at the padded room. Like I said, it's just us inmates. Um, let that not deter you. Uh, we got stuff to talk about in the horror verse and uh, news and listener mail. I got a movie to run you through here in a few minutes. Um, I don't know how to feel. Well, we'll get into that. And then I got another movie to talk about after that and some other shit going on. All right. Let's kick things off with a little horror news like we usually do about this time.
<laughs> Horror news. Images are up for Daryl Dixon, the Norman Reedus, uh, the Walking Dead spinoff that is taking place in France. Um, I don't know, man. I I I think I feel like I've gone ad nauseum about how I am just done with the Walking Dead, but I am sure. There are still people out there. And if he's going to France, he's just going to find a whole new uh, set of assholes over there that are trying to kill him, and he has to kill them first. Because that's all The Walking Dead is. I don't know how much more money AMC can wring out of The Walking Dead. They have really hung their hat on it. And, uh, you know, I mean, God bless them, because it could pretty much reinvigorated uh, the horror television series which was pretty much dead in the water up until The Walking Dead. But, ah, jeez. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to watch it. I'm sorry. And I am done with The Walking Dead. I have been for quite a while. I know I've already gone on about how I don't particularly care, but I'm still talking about it. So there's that. I do like Norman Reedus. I liked, I liked the character of uh, Daryl Dixon. Um... I don't know, man. I'm just uh, I'm just done being depressed and wat- watching a TV show that's not really about zombies that just has zombies as a backdrop. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check out on that one. Uh, you remember you you remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We've all seen it. We know it. We love it. I'm talking about the original from 1976. So that house where they did a lot of the filming has been converted into a restaurant, and you can go there and eat to this day. Uh, that's pretty cool. I would love to. I'm sure the food sucks. (laughs) I'm sure it's, uh, I don't know, man. Whenever you go to one of these theme restaurants, I feel like the food always sucks. I went to the, um, when I was in, uh, Orlando a couple, 10 years ago, I went to the Universal Monsters restaurant. The food sucked. It was cool going in there because they had like, you know, Dracula brought you your fries and everything, but it was basically just a glorified, uh, cafeteria type of a thing anyway uh they recently the the one in texas the um texas chainsaw house has recently changed its name to hoopers in honor of toby hooper so good for them way to way to do that i would still like to go there and at least take some pictures and i know the gas station has been uh turned into some kind of a horror destination also that's pretty cool i'd like to go there also um i don't know what what they're doing there i think uh I, they probably it's probably still a gas station, I imagine. Not much you can do with a gas station, you know. It's got the pumps in the ground, all that shit. Uh, anyway, that's exciting. Here's something that's not so exciting. Uh, Amityville Christmas Vacation uh, has trailers up at Bloody Disgusting. This is an actual movie, so it's basically. Um, I, I watched the trailers, and I assure you, it is j- just as fucking stupid as it sounds. And you probably, if I piqued your curiosity, go to Bloody Disgusting and watch the trailer. Or you could probably just Google it and it'll pop up. Um, you're not going to want to watch this. Even if you're like a Amityville aficionado and you've seen all the goddamn Amityville movies. Which, by the way, I believe they're like 62 now. Um, either way, this looks dumb. It looks like some kind of a romantic comedy that involves a ghost. If, if I'm getting the premise correct... Uh, one of the Amityville ghosts somehow gets an online dating thing set up and some schmuck, uh, gets suckered into going there. And, uh, there's that. 
and it's it looks dumb as fuck all. So I'm going to invite you to watch the trailer, agree with me that uh, how stupid it looks, and then go ahead and skip the movie. Even if you are an Amityville nutsack and you need some kind of, you know, sense of completion when it comes to the entire Amityville franchise. Which, by the way, there is zero continuity throughout. So, wad that up and throw it right out the window. Because you don't need it. (laughs) Now that I'm done telling you how to live your life, let's continue with the horror news. Uh, Here's some good news. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the video game, is teasing new... Uh, killer clowns for this for this video game coming up. I'm not sure what exactly is going on here. They they're saying it's going to be a three on seven online game in which three people are going to play as the killer clowns, and the remaining seven are going to play as survivors trying to get away from the clowns. That sounds like fun. It sounds like a Dead by Daylight kind of a jammy, and we all know how I feel about that. But uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, I don't the, the repetitiveness, though. I know, I know I'm being a bit hypocritical here because Dead by Daylight is just one. It's just a 15 minute game that you play over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Unless you're really good at it, then you might stretch it out to like an 18 to 22 minute game. But there's different ma- There's ways of var- varying. You know what I mean? And that's probably the biggest problem I have with the Evil Dead game, that's like a half hour game that you play over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, there's there's only so many characters. You know what I'm saying? You, there's like Evil Dead 2 Ash, Evil Dead 1 Ash, uh, Army of Darkness Ash, S-Smart Ash. There's only so many Ashes. And at that, that point, you're not really playing any part of the story because... I don't know, man. It, it just kind of doesn't make sense to have four guys and they're all playing various versions of Ashley J. Williams. I don't know. That's kind of the problem I had with that. And it's also very repetitive. Um, hey, I'll, I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna, Of course, I'm going to buy it. I have to. I'm kind of obligated. Um, and I will report. We don't have a release date on this thing yet, though. So we'll stand by for that. Uh, lastly, it looks like Frank Grillo's upcoming horror movie, Resurrection of Charles Manson, is getting a February 16th, 2023 release date. Now, I'm excited for this. We all know how gay I am for Frank Grillo. <clears throat> but the I, I read the plot synopsis, and it sounds pretty cool. So basically what they're doing is they're continue, they're, they're saying that there was like an uh, offshoot Manson cult that didn't get caught, and they're going to continue... The Manson uh, murder spree after the capture of the uh, regular Manson family. So that's kind of the premise. I assume Frank Grillo is going to play some kind of a cop. He usually does. So good for him. Uh, It sounds interesting. I will check that out. I'm interested to see what they do with that. That's all I got on the horror news, you maniacs. I think it's time we got ourselves into some listener mail. Listener mail. Yeah, buddy. See, this is how I know that there is somebody out there listening to this fucking show still. And as long as I know that there is somebody out there, I will continue to do it, you maniacs. 
Uh, let's start things off uh, all the way over in Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Team, from the Horror for Dummies crew. You know him. You love him. He needs no introduction, even though I already did that. But sorry, here he comes. Subject line, bribery rules all. I would agree. <laughs> Hello, my beautiful friends from across the world. Hope everyone is well this week. Just want to send my thoughts and wishes to Monica, Jason, and Alan, and Shelly on this rough time. I couldn't imagine what you all are going through. Much love to you all. Tim, it is the fucking curse of the padded room. I hope your mom's okay, Tim, because I cannot guarantee her safety any longer. I can't, I can't guarantee my own mom's safety. You know what I'm saying? You listen to this show, you participate in this show, your mom's going down. <laughs> For some reason, I am exempt. I don't know why. I, my mom is just too tough, I think. Um, everybody else, it's open season on moms out there. Boys, watch your moms and your mom's moms. If you, I don't know if your grandma's still alive, but that, it could be a thing also. But uh, thanks for the well wishes, Tim. Terra Dome, so I really wanted to take the critters on this, but I really like boobs. So I've got to stick to my word and pick the brides to win this thing. Hope Cowboy enjoys his porn. Anyway, that's it for me, baby. Love you always. Catch you next time. XXX team. Okay, very cool. Uh, Two more for the brides. Thank you very much for voting, team. I agree with you on that. Uh, let's see. Let's get out to the open road. Here comes uh, Freddie. <clears throat> uh, subject line, I know this one, LOL. Hey, folks, hope you are all doing well. Condolences and well wishes to Jason, Monica, and their families. Short note before heading back to the bunk tonight, I actually know Educate this week. It's Stir of Echoes. All hail the great bacon. You are correct, Freddie. You got me. I made that one easy. I thought, I thought I did. It's a fairly recent movie. What is that? 99, I think? God, that's over 20 years ago, you fucker. That is not fairly recent. Damn, we're old. Or no, it's just me. I'm the old one. Uh, all hail the Great Bacon. Great impression, by the way. As for the Terra Dome, I agree with your thoughts about the critters only eating organic things and probably passing over the brides as a meal. So my vote goes to the brides. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddie. Right on, Freddie. Two more for the brides. Is the cha- is this going to be our first uh, ever blowout in the championship round? It could be. It could be, inmates. This could be a new thing. I don't think we've ever had that before. Let's get back across the pond. Here comes uh, the horror slut herself. Cat is in the house. Subject line, bacon. Evening gent or possibly gents. If you're solo again, it will still be a fun show. Best wishes for Monica and Jason and the families, as I have been bribed again. The brides get my vote for Terradome. Hee hee. Wait, now wait just a goddamn second there, Kat. First off, who is bribing you? Number one, well, I probably know. Uh, Number two, what is he sending you pictures of? Just out of curiosity, I don't want to see them, by the way. Whatever it is, I don't want to see it. I just want to know because now you've got my curiosity. If he's sending you dick pics, then <laughs> I don't want to know. I do not. Well, no, I want to know, but I do not want to see it. Okay. I would like to, I would like some answers there, cat. Uh, my brides get my vote for the Terra Dome. He, he educate. Are you stir of echoes? Yes, I am. I think your bacon impression gave it away. Well, thank you very much. Time to get my shift started. I hope everyone has a safe and healthy week. Cat.
You got it, cat. Two more for the Brides of Dracula. Ironic that it looks like the Brides of Dracula are going to win the Terra Dome this week, considering the movie I'm about to get into. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, going for the win. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. If not, you always have the plants. Ha ha. Really quick tonight as I'm still working 9 to 9. Educate is way easy. It's stir of echoes. Great impression also. Thank you very much, cowboy. Terradome, I'm of course voting for my brides for the championship win. And I may have to utilize some bribery. I don't want to see it. Cowboy, <laughs> if you're bribing people with dick pics, I don't need to see it. Thank you very much. Haha, back to work. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in and voting, and your votes are locked, baby doll. Uh, what else we got here? Looks like we got some voicemails. Right? Did I skip anybody? No, I got some voicemails, bros. All right, coming in on the mental health hotline, all the way from Anderson, Indiana. Here comes Coop Nukem of Clan Nukem. There's somebody in here, Cooper. That shit. Okay, Darian. Okay. So all I'm going to really get into is let's, uh, let's who get I into pick it. for the Terror Dome this week. All right, what do you got? I'm going to have to say um, Logic's telling me it would be the Critters because there's nothing that the... Uh, the brides are going to be able to do. To are you serious? Guys what? Yeah, you don't have to have sex be, with them. Uh, chaotic for the bride, so. Two for the I'm critters. I'm picking the critters for that reason. That doesn't make and, any uh, sense, but all right. Didn't really get a chance to watch anything this week because I had my my little boy. Nice. And so, you know, nothing but kids shows. And you got to start them young, Coop. Puke, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I've got. Um, hope you're doing good. I'm well. And Mom's okay. I will uh, look forward to hearing the next show, man. You Take betcha, buddy. How's your mom, Cooper? <laughs> I probably shouldn't joke about that. His mom's probably going to die next week. Oh, no. Right on. Well, Cooper, you're not, you're not thinking rationally, though, dude. Because I don't know if you're aware, but the Brides of Dracula can kill you without having sex with you. They can do that. That's a thing. And uh, I don't know how the if they could turn into mist, man. Think about that. We saw it happen. Uh, they could turn into rats, wolves. Um, I, they, they did like a flame thing in that 1992 Francis Ford Coppola uh, thing with the horse. Remember the horses? They took out the horses that way. Um, they're also fucking sexy. So I don't. I bet it's probably not going to work against the critters, but still. It's worth mentioning, I feel. All right, Coop, your votes are locked in there, hot dog. Uh, let's get down here to the funky, rotten, stinky south with our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan of the Cha-Cha. Hey, the room. What's up? What's Hope up, every- Alan? Hope you're doing good, Mr. Darian. My good. condolences to Monica and Jason. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know this from last week, but yeah. the Predator connection... Alabama, uh, Walton Goggins. Oh. He was, uh, born here. He was the guy. Uh, sorry, I didn't call him last week. A bunch of shit was going on. I know it. Anyway, Terror Dome. What do you I think? have not received any bribery, but I'm still going with the bride That'll because be. they're cooler than the Krites. Um, I would agree with that. I don't remember any of the clues from Mr. Darian. Stir of Echoes. Uh, 
I hate to hear that Q the Winged Serpent sucks. I've never seen it. I actually yeah. wanted to see it, but no. I, I don't know how. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Bye. All right, Alan. Thanks for calling in, buddy. I would submit that uh, Q the Winged Serpent, has it does not hold up well, I would say. And I, I'm not a big fan of Michael Moriarty either, so there's that. That's kind of... I guess that prejudices me in a, in a weird way. It's more of a comedy, right? It's about a giant flying snake flying around New York City biting the heads off of people, right? I mean, how much more ridiculous can you get? But that's only like a third of the story. The remaining two-thirds is all uh, low-rent crime stuff um, and half-assed car chases and things like that. So... It's if you're in the, uh, it, you really got to be in the mood for Larry Cohen, and he he can be a tough pill to swallow, especially in 2022. You know, I I just don't think it's held up well. Um, it, it may hold some nostalgic value for you, but if you haven't seen it before, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're probably not gonna like it, Alan. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. It's streaming on Shutter, I think. Uh, if you want to check it out, still a very silly movie. Flying, giant flying snake in New York City. Okay. Okay. That, my friends, is all we have on the listener mail front. Thank you very much. Alan, Cooper, uh, Cowboy, Freddy, Cat, Tim, all you lovely fucking maniacs out there. I've got to get into a movie now. i got to get. I'm sorry. <laughs> Periodically, I forget how to talk, especially when I'm in a room by myself talking to myself for an hour and a half. I've got to get into a movie now, is what I was trying to get at before I rudely interrupted myself. Um, this is this this is uh, starting off the best of 2022 month right here. And but before I, I run the trailer, I should I should preface this by saying these aren't my favorite movies from 2022. I did a Google search of best horror movies from 2022, and I picked uh, four of them that I thought looked pretty good. One of them that I know is pretty good, and then the other three I thought looked pretty good. So, there's that. Without without further ado, here comes round one. Best of 2022. It was always just my mom and me to have a family. That's what I really want. No way. I got a cousin. That is the whitest man I've ever seen. He wants to meet up. Oliver? Cousin Avery. <laughs> it sounds so Jane Austen when you say it like that. <laughs> you know, my mom always wanted to take me to England to learn about our family history. There's a wedding coming up, actually. You should come. I would love to, but oh, I... Come on, everyone is dying to meet you. Uh... Wow, it's incredible. I believe this is one of our important guests. Evie, this is a close friend of the family, Walter DeVille. Uh, hi. Hi. Looking forward to getting to know you better. Evie. What are you doing down there? Miss, you should return to your room. We're all so delighted that you're here. Which one's the groom? The groom and his bride will make their grand entrance tomorrow. Ready? I can't shake the feeling that everyone is staring at me. Can you blame me? You and Walter seem to be getting off the clothes, Evie. I'm curious, though. What has he told you about us? Ow! Let me see. (gasps) (laughs) 
she is. Where are the bride and groom? As you all know, there has been someone missing from this table. But that once broken bond will be renewed tonight. To Eve, my new bride. I want to go home. But this is your home. Get up prepared. The Help me, please! Here, dear. Hello, Mr. Harker here. There's a young lady who seems quite distressed. I'm so glad you've come to your senses, my love. It is the invitation from 2022. This one is rated PG-13, directed by Jessica M. Thompson, written by Blair Butler. It got 5.2 stars on IMDb. Stars Natalie Emanuel, Thomas Doherty, and Sean Pertwee. Um, man, 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 man. I don't... I love the concept of this. The execution, however really makes me hate the movie because it is I well, I'm going to have to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it but I'm going to tell you you probably don't want to see this inmates unless you're into twilight fan fiction cuz that's basically what it boils down to a not even good twilight fan fiction not like with the werewolf fisting or any of that stuff cuz I know that's what that's what I assume most twilight fan fiction boils down to is uh, werewolf uh, anal. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, and they, they they just okay. Let, let me walk you. Let me let me jump right in here. So the movie starts in a dark castle, very very creepy, um, with a, a bit of a foot chase, and it's got everything you you want in a dark castle. Uh, the gargoyles, uh, this, it's a dark and stormy night. There's flashing, you know, lightning flashes outside. Uh, we have a very attractive young lady running through the castle in a nightgown. And a bunch of people, like, trying to chase her and corner her. And then eventually she ties a rope around her, or not a rope, it's like a wire around her neck and jumps off of a landing and decapitates herself. And her head comes flying off and then everybody goes running down there. Now, a couple of things. Before, that's that's like the, 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 I don't know, prologue, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, a couple of things before we move past this. They're laying it on awful thick, okay? I, I did check out the uh, synopsis of the movie before I watched it. I knew it involved vampires, so there's that. You're laying it on a little thick there with this castle and the gargoyles and the dark and stormy night and the the hot chick running around with uh, in the night negligee, very sexy. Um, come on, man. I mean, you, you got. <laughs> I mean, when we get down to to what this actually is, I suppose that's going to make sense, but. You're trying. I, I believe the writer Blair Butler was trying to play that card a little closer to her chest. She did a shit job of it, and there is some shit writing here, and it's only going to get worse from here. So 
let's truck it right <laughs> right along. So from there, we're going to cut to um, modern-day New York City, where we have a bohemian young lady who works part-time serving tables for some uh, catering company. And uh, she's an artist and a sculptor on the side. And she has big dreams of... Uh, somehow getting paid for uh, being an artist or a sculptor or something like that. Very cool. Uh, her name is Evelyn. She goes by Evie. Um, and uh, that's great. Now, this part is particularly dumb because she's at, a, at an event where they are, uh, you know, serving tables, her and her best friend. And as one of the party favors for this, everybody got one of those DNA match, those DNA, uh, figure out your DNA test kit things. That's a little strange to be putting into a party favor goodie bag, number one. Number two, I would assume the catering company would have some kind of an anti-theft policy about taking places, taking things from venues, but all right, whatever. Again, we have some some shit writing here, my friends. And I'm not going to say that I hated this movie. Um, I'm not mad at it because... I like the concept. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I will say right now, I'm not mad at this. Uh, but I think I might actually be mad. By the time I'm done walking you through it, I might convince myself that I actually am mad at this. So that being said, let's roll right through. She's uh, down on her luck. Uh, she goes home to her uh, artist loft, which of course you have to have in New York City with the sculpting and all that. And then on a whim, she says, what the hell, let me send in this... Uh, uh, DNA test thing. Now, those things ain't free. <laughs> I, I had one done uh, for uh, a Christmas present like four years ago. Uh, found out I was nothing that I thought I was. I thought I was Irish. Turns out I'm actually uh, Norwegian. If anybody gives a shit, I don't know where that came into play. But uh, uh, she uh, sends it in just on a whim, and uh, I get you have to actually set up an account, and you have to subscribe to it. That costs money, but no, well, let's not get lost in the semantics here. Uh, once she gets her DNA test results back, she immediately gets connected to a distant relative, uh, a Englishman named Oliver, and he's like, "Oh my God, we're cousins! Look at me! By the way, I'm going to be in New York. Would you care to meet me for dinner?" So she begrudgingly. Uh, says yeah sure uh i'll meet you for dinner so they meet for dinner her and oliver oliver we find out is a very respected englishman and a real estate uh dude magnate he's got a lot of money and he is a distant cousin of evie's so he's like oh my god it's so good to meet you we thought there was no family on the side of the pond ho 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 now from here we get uh (laughs) Well, this couldn't be a 2022 movie without some political posturing here. So we get a a lot of uh, backstory about one of her distant relatives escape Because she is clearly a biracial young lady. And uh, Oliver is lily white. So we have to, you know, put in some uh, racial stuff here about uh, one of the ladies of the manor uh, falling in love with a slave and uh, getting pregnant and the slave taking off with the baby and raising it as his own. And that's all well and good. And uh, from there, like, Oliver's like, oh, my God, we're having a wedding. You have to come. You simply must. And she's like, uh, okay, I'll go to England with you. Sort of distant cousin, perfect stranger that I just met right now. Sure, 
I'll go to England with you and abandon my life, because why not? This is lazy writing, my friends. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Now, we could have, uh, we could have kind of pepped this up with a little dialogue, or even thrown in like a, a montage of her and Oliver hanging out over the course of a couple of months, building a trusting relationship. But apparently our writer didn't feel like doing that, and our director didn't feel like putting that in there. So instead we have Evie throwing caution to the wind, despite the fact that she's waiting tables for a living, and saying, sure, I'll go to England with you, perfect stranger who I just met, who claims to be a blood relative of mine from somewhere, uh, from a distant country. Sure, I'll abandon my life and go hang out with you for a couple of weeks uh, in England. Why not? That's dumb, man. Am I wrong? Does that, is, does that seem particularly stupid? Now, here's, here's what we have to remember, folks. Um, this movie is one hour and 45 minutes long, and there's two versions of it uh, available presently to rent on Amazon Prime. You have the regular version, which is rated PG-13, and then you have the unrated version, which is unrated. It's supposed to, it's supposed to have a hard R for gore and nudity. I, of course, went with the hard R version. Um, either way, at one hour and 45 minutes of this movie, um, there's not any horror, really, up until about an hour and 20 minutes in. And then it's still pretty uh, pretty uh, fruity. It's pretty, it's pretty romantic. This is a romance fucking movie, is what I'm telling you, inmates. And it's not even a very good one. It's a clear and blatant knockoff of The Princess Diaries, which, yes, I have seen, uh, starring Anne Hathaway. Um, I don't remember why I saw it. I think a girlfriend made me watch it or something like that. But that's pretty much what it boils down to from here. So, our uh, Evie, our bohemian artist, is now going to be whisked away to the English countryside where she is going to uh, lavish in a palatial estate and be doted over by the local lords. And that's pretty much exactly what happens, okay? I'm going to skip a lot of it because I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't fucking care. Because the next hour of this movie is her flirting up the lord of the manor and the lord of the manor being extra charming and intelligent and absolutely perfect and eventually having sex with Evie and her falling in love with him, and uh, sort of, uh, oh, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. There is some stuff going on here. Anyway, she gets over there. Uh, we meet the head butler, played by Sean Pertwee, Pertwee, whom we know and love from Dog Soldiers, Event Horizon. Uh, he played the butler in uh, that Gotham show, if you remember that, I think. Is that... Or was that a different guy? I think that was the Gotham show. There's been so many Alfreds over the years, they all kind of blend together now. I remember Michael Caine was Alfred in the uh, Christian Bale one. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. Uh, She goes over there. She bumps into one of the maids and makes her uh, break a bunch of glasses. The butler comes over and starts uh, ripping the maid a new asshole. And then she, like, intervenes because, you know... Having servants is, you know, it's just so uh, (laughs) non-PC... And her being from New York, she can't stand to see somebody getting an ass chewing. So she intervenes, and then the lord of the manor, uh, a guy by the name of Walter DeVille, comes down. And he is our Prince Charming here. He is going to uh, make her swoon and, and uh, you know, put the, the English charms on her and uh, all that stuff. 
And then from there, man, we get like an hour of him flirting her up, her playing half-ass hard to get, uh, them like co-mingling at these dances and soirees and shit like that. Uh, they're supposed to be, she's supposed to be there for a wedding, right? There's a, a two cousins, or like one of her distant cousins is marrying a longtime family friend and they're absolutely perfect together. We never get to meet the bride and the groom. There's a reason for that. I'll get to it in a second. But uh, we do get to meet the bridesmaids. Uh, they're very, one of them is like extra bubbly and the other one is kind of cunty. Um, the, the bubbly one is Lucy. And the cunty one is some Polish chick. I think her name was Homolkomek. <laughs> Which I believe is actually a Polish name. Uh, <laughs> I, I realize I just alienated my entire Polish fan base. Let me get this character's name real quick for you. It is not Homolkomek. Oh, yeah. Uh, her name... She was actually really hot. Uh, her name was... Victoria. Uh, she's played by Stephanie Corneliusun. And she's banging hot. Uh, I think we get to see her naked if you watch the unrated version. But it could also be stunt boobs. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Victoria is a... Uh, a bit of a, a see you next Tuesday. Lucy is just fawning all over uh, Evie. Oh my God, wouldn't it be cool if we were sisters? Yeah, totally. Oh my God, you're so, you're from New York. I'd love to see you in New York. Oh my God. And Victoria's like, yeah, cousin, huh? Whatever. Um, being extra snippy, uh, we find out during this this weird rehearsal dinner that uh, Walt DeVille also has a pottery studio in one of his guest houses. And he's like, I come here because I feel the need to create, my dear. And, uh, I have the artist inside me. And she's like, oh my god, me too. Ah, do you want to fuck me or not? Oh. <laughs> I cannot stand romance. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm an old, I, I, I like to consider myself an old romantic, but I cannot stand romance movies. Especially this horse shit where, um, you know, the young thug girl gets whisked away to a life of... Uh, you know, princely charms and things like that. It just, it's so fucking dumb to me. And we get, like I said, a good hour and 20 minutes of these two just kind of fawning over each other. Oh, God damn it. Uh, All right, so uh, basically Evie at one point comes out of her room late at night and she sees that the uh, library is locked, but there's a secret panel where the key is to unlock it. She sees some of the maids get put in there. Uh, to clean the place, and then she never sees those maids again. Very, very creepy. She also has, like, her own personal maid, uh, an old lady named Mrs. Swift, who's there to assist her specifically, and just her. Uh, It's kind of like a personal assistant kind of a thing. Very cool. Um, I'm going to cut through a lot of this, because there's a lot of, uh, like I said, romance. And uh, I kind of lost interest, to be honest with you. Um... So to make a long story short, they're, uh, they're getting, it's the night before the wedding. Uh, Evie and Walt end up finally fucking good for them. And then uh, Walt makes an offhand remark, oh, maybe we should make it a double wedding, my dear. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, okay, sure. As if to say, yeah, I'll, I'll marry you. 
And then he gets up and he's like, okay, then it's done. And she's like, wait a minute. I was just kidding. I'm too busy being a strong, independent woman. I can't be married to a man, especially a white one. Grr. <laughs> so he's like, well, okay, then. Uh, now it's time for the big, like the real, like the, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's like a, not a rehearsal dinner because they already had that, but it's like a big feast of the, of the, the three families. Cause apparently, um, what we're, what we're getting at here is that the, uh, there's three families here. The, uh, Polish family, the, uh, fucking, uh, uh where Victoria comes from. The Alexander family, which is where Evie comes from, and then there's another. Uh, I think it was the Deville family, which is where Lucy comes from. So it's the big feast of the three families that night, and uh, there's a big table. It's a masquerade. Evie gets an expensive dress from Walt. She comes down. She looks stunning. It's great, and he's like, "Okay, then, my dears, it's time for our uh, annual feast. Thank you all for joining me." And uh, the Alexander family for handling my uh, real estate and the uh, Polish family over there with their hard to pronounce name for handling my finances and uh, my own family for I don't know whatever they do I don't I wasn't really paying attention at that point but uh, the bride and groom never show up and then uh, that's when uh, Evie comes down and Walt makes the big announcement that Evie has agreed to marry him and they are the ones that are getting married and this is where we get the big reveal that uh, Walt, of course, of course, is a fucking vampire. And so are the two uh, bridesmaids, Lucy and uh, Victoria. Okay, as if we couldn't figure this shit out on our own. Now, a couple of things before I, before I further break this thing down. So this movie... Okay, this is the part that I like. This is the part that, that, that intrigued me. And this is, this is kind of where I was like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. But then from here it actually gets actually a, a bit worse. The, the big reveal, my friends, is that Walt DeVille is actually Count Dracula. Okay, And this is an unintended, well, I guess it's an intended sequel to the original. But in a uh, universe in which Dracula triumphed, over Jonathan Harker, and um, you know, went on to conquer uh, Europe, and uh, I mean, not conquer it, but set up his base of operation and uh, amass this financial empire. And now, what he's doing is uh, recruiting because he just lost one of his brides. The three brides of Dracula. He lost one of them with that initial suicide we saw, and now he needs uh, a replacement for that one. And that's where Evie comes in. Okay. I'm back on board. I'm into that. I would love to see a Brides of Dracula movie. Um, I mean, I've seen some. Like, uh, I think there's a movie called The Brides of Dracula and other ones where, like, the Hammer movies. I think there was quite a few, actually. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm back, I'm back in. And then they kind of explain it. They did a pretty good job of this where uh, the, the three brides have to come from these three families. And as long as one uh, a female member of one of each of these families like accepts Dracula as her master and goes on to become one of these brides of excuse me brides of Dracula, then uh, all four of them maintain their immortality and like the financial stuff keeps rolling. It's like a I don't know, it's some kind of a thing where there has to be one from each family. So excellent. That makes sense. I like that. I like that we're kind of. 
getting to know these ladies a little bit more and, you know, figuring out why he had to have three and uh, all that stuff. So I'm back on board here for a second or two. I'm like, yeah, okay, very cool. Uh, at that point, Evie's like, uh, no, I'm not doing this. I don't want to be a vampire. But then they bring out one of the maids and slit her throat and empty her in her blood into this cup and they start passing the cups around to all the guests there all right all right very cool but now evie has like a crisis crises of conscience she's like i don't want to do this shit so she goes hauling ass out of there uh she makes it out of the out of the the castle which by the way it bears mentioning that it's new carfax abbey i see what they did there all right i, I and they've been calling it that the whole time uh and she goes th- running through the woods and she finds like a small village nearby. So she goes running down to the village, starts banging on windows. She comes to a, a little curio shop, which is just closing up for the night, uh, bangs on the windows. And then uh, the old lady that works there lets her in. And she's like, oh, my God, you got to you got to help me. They're, they're going to kill me. The, the, and they're like, who's trying to kill you? It's like the, the DeVille family up there. They're a bunch of freaking vampires and they're going to kill me. And they're like, oh, my God, this is little old man, little old lady. They're like, here, have some tea. We'll call you. You try to relax. We'll call for help. So she starts sipping the tea and calms down for a second. And then uh, we, we, we meet these two, elder, these senior citizens. And uh, the old man gets on the phone and he's like, yes, it's me, Jonathan Harker. Uh-huh. I've got a very distraught young lady. My wife, Mina, and I are going to keep an eye on her. Could you please send help? <coughs> of course... He's calling Walt's people to come and pick her up. At that point, Evie's like, oh, God, I feel kind of woozy. What's in this tea? She gets up, uh, tries to struggle, and then Mina Harker hits her over the head with a vase, and she gets knocked out. Okay. Uh, From there, they take her back up to the castle. They kind of strap her down. She's like, okay, well, uh, she's your – they basically hand her over to the two bridesmaids for like a little, I don't know, bachelorette party but but to do that that they strap her to a chair and take her down to the basement and lucy who we now know is lucy supposed to be lucy westerner from the original dracula is still just fawning all over oh my god i'm gonna have a sister you're gonna we're gonna be so tight me and you you're gonna love it and victoria is still kind of uh got her nose in her in the air over the whole thing uh they they take her down there and then they put her in a coffin but they just before they do that, they're like, "Oh no, we're yeah, we're vampires, but we can actually go out during the daytime." And we've seen Walt out in the daytime and the the two ladies out in the daytime the whole time. So they kind of fucked that up a little bit. Um, but whatever, I'm willing to write that off. So now it's time for the big wedding. Uh, Mrs. Swift gets uh, gets killed after letting her out of the coffin prematurely. Um, the big wedding ceremony is like in this catacomb chamber, uh, like underneath Carfax Abbey, which is kind of cool. All the families are there. Uh, the, so she has to marry Walt, i.e. Dracula. Uh, she gets there. Um, they explained, the, the, the bridesmaids explained to her that once she takes some of Walt's blood, she'll get like some, some of his power. And once she experiences that, then she'll, of course, want more. In order to become a full wife, though, she must drain another human. And they saved one of the maids for her. So that's great. So wedding time, big ceremony. 
She drinks. She says, "Yes, I accept Walt to be my husband and all that." And then she drinks some of his blood and becomes an instant like half vampire. Okay, now this is the part that pisses me off. <laughs> this, is, this is a pet peeve I'm willing to overlook in certain movies, but probably not this one because this is particularly stupid. So she drinks Walt's blood, becomes like a half-assed vampire, and then she starts. She's like, "Oh, that was great, yeah." And it's kind of cool. You get to see like her veins pulsating and she grows the fangs and all that. It's great. Uh, starts walking towards the maid that is like restrained behind the altar and decides at the last minute that she is on team maid's side of things and decides to th- knock all the candles over on the altar and set the place on fire. Okay. And that, of course, like uh, it you know, everybody panics and goes running out of there. So, the, the <laughs> this is by all accounts. If we're if we're on the Dracula train, and I think we have to be at this point, we're going to say that Dracula is uh, what what would like six centuries old. Uh, has amassed a financial empire, holds dominion over. Like three major royal families, has all kinds of, I assume, has all kinds of crazy vampire powers. Good for him. But now, this uh, young lady who's been a vampire for less than uh, a half an hour is going to best him and his two brides, mind you, who are also present and not at all happy with this turn of events, and all that just to save a maid. And somehow it works it works out in her favor because she does just that. Everybody runs and freaks out. Walt gets uh, put on fire. Uh, Victoria, she gets the maid out of there. Victoria is chasing her through the tunnels. Uh, they make it to the uh, like the entryway where all the, the gothic statues were, where they engage in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, now, again, again, my friends, I have to tell you, I hate this in a fucking movie. I hate it. When the newly fledgling vampire uh, somehow bests the master. And that's exactly what happens. She puts a pretty good beating on uh, uh, Victoria. Victoria gets the better of her. Then the maid comes out and hits Victoria over the head with a like a p- fucking fire poker. And Victoria's like, oh, that was stupid. I don't care. I'm going to kill you anyway. And then Victoria goes into that... No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die speech. And then that's when Lucy comes out and starts attacking Victoria with uh, Evie. So now it's a two-on-one situation because, okay, okay, this, you know what? I did it. I did exactly what I was going to try not to do. I've now convinced myself that that I hate this movie and I'm mad at it. Lucy, who was bitching the whole time about not having a quote-unquote sister, is now going to kill the one lady that was the closest thing to a sister she had in order to save the chick that she knew for about four days. How the fuck does that make sense to anybody? And who the hell writes this shit? This is bullshit. So you're going to mean to... Okay. (laughs) Nobody read this script and raised their hand at this point. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, You're going to tell me that Lucy just somehow magically fell in love with uh, Evie 
in a non-gay way, I guess, but some in some some sisterly way, over the course of the last four days, or if 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 it even was four days, enough to the point where she would attack the 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 vampire bride sister that she's been with for centuries. That is dumb. I'm sorry. That is fucking stupid. There are so many different routes we could have gone with this to make it more believable, but you chose that, and that is stupid. Congratulations, uh, Blair Butler. That is dumb. (laughs) And it took me, a lonely podcaster sitting in an empty room, to point that out to you. Somebody should have said something to you. I'm Blair... If you're listening, Blair Butler, I know you're not, but if you are, I'm going to submit to you that somebody has done you a great disservice in not pointing that out to you. Because with an hour and 45 minute movie, we could have done so... Alright. It's bad. That's bad. That's lazy writing. Anyway, uh, Lucy uh, gets into a fist fight with Blair... uh, uh, What's her name there? Um, Victoria. Uh, She ends up impaling herself and Victoria on this big statue uh, gargoyle dragon thing and killing, but killing, murder-suiciding them is what she did. Uh, then uh, Walt comes out. He's been on fire for a few minutes, but he's still pretty powerful. And this part is particularly dumb because um, now it's one-on-one Evie and Walt, and Evie uh, like uses a wire garrote to sever one of Walt's hands, and then she kicks him into the fire, which he has been on the whole time, and you see him kind of thrashing about in the fire, and then eventually, I guess, he just kind of blows away into dust. And uh, that's pretty much the end of your movie. Um, After that, we get a cute little uh, prologue of Evie coming back and trying to hunt down Oliver with her friend that she used to wait tables with. With a baseball bat. So, that's your movie. Now, I'm, I I have done a good job of convincing myself that I am, in fact, mad at this movie. Um, the, what makes this movie even worse is that the concept is so solid. I would love to know how Dracula chose his three brides. I would love to know what would have happened if he had somehow bested uh, Harker and Dr. Van Helsing. Uh, and where that would where that would put us today with that situation, I would love to know that. Uh, but this is so poorly written. What we got instead was a good hour and twenty minutes of the Princess Diaries, which I would have turned off. To be if I wasn't doing it for this show, I would have turned this motherfucker off and went back to playing Dead by Daylight like that. But I sweated it out for you people. Um, Horror, next to none. Vampire action, way too fruity. And I use that term lightly because I get it. This is supposed to be a dark romance. Uh, It's dark in that it takes place in a gothic castle. However, you're laying it on a little thick. If you think that we watched that opening sequence of uh, the initial bride killing herself, running through the dark gothic castle, past all the gargoyle statues and the portraits of old lady or ladies of the manor i should say not old ladies but previous ladies of the manor and we couldn't figure out that instant that this was a movie about vampires you are sorely mistaken and you have grossly misjudged the horror community 
I'm sure there are some, uh, I don't know. Well, it's a, the, the, the initial theatrical cut for this was PG-13. So maybe you got like some residual runoff audience from the Twilight films. 14, 15 years old, maybe you might have got some of them. Well done. The horror fans out there, I, I think I can speak at least for the padded room and mates in saying, not interested. You played that card way too early. We spotted it. We're not as dumb as you fucking think, okay? Number one. Number two, you put this in the horror section. It's not a fucking horror movie until the last 18 minutes, and by then we've already checked out. So go fuck yourself there, too. Number three, we don't need this, uh, all this, this is a fucking vampire. This is supposed to be Count Dracula, all right? Do you think he gives a shit about white privilege? No, he has servants, yes. He comes from money. He is a count. That's how things work. Do you think he's going to apologize for his butler berating one of his butler's staff? No, he's not. And he's not going to swoon. He's not going to woo you with his art uh, studio. That's not how he works. Did you not read the fucking original novel, Dracula? He hypnotizes people and makes them do what he wants them to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just I'm just working myself up into a frenzy. I'm going to tell you that I did not like this movie, inmates. <laughs> I did not like it. It's not a horror movie. I could go on. I could go on with further flaws that I found in this film. Giant manhole-sized plot holes. Instead, I'm just going to uh, save myself the blood pressure tell you Blair Butler that you disappointed me but to be fair to Blair Butler it may not be her fault as I get into these movies and learn about things that happen along in the making of them I know that there's a lot more um, people involved than just the writer and the director sometimes the studio gets involved and insists on certain things and certain elements being put in place so it may not be entirely Blair Butler's fault because what I just described to you and what I may have watched last night may not be what she wrote. It may be a gross bastardization of what she wrote. So I, I will say, uh, Ms. Butler, um, well done on getting uh, your script made. I hope that there was more to it than what we uh, just went through. <laughs> I need to take a break and probably... Uh, I don't know, to go take my allergy meds or something. I'll get back to you in a few minutes here, inmates. Take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go till you see the light. Take me home tonight. Listen, honey, just like Ronnie sang. Oh, 
like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And I am back. And I have calmed down a little bit. I think my biggest disappointment with the invitation is how cool it could have been. I would love to see a Brides of Dracula movie. I would love to focus on one of the Brides of Dracula. I would love to see, like, the vetting process. You know what I mean? But you killed it. All right, I already went through it. I'm not going to go through it again. It just it was so disappointing to me. And to think that Dracula changes his name to Walter. <laughs> Walter? Really? Walt? Walt. Walter? Okay. All right. I don't know, man. I uh, It just could have been so much better. I am sorry. I, I wonder, Did any of you guys see it? Did you like it? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, the area, uh, the uh, mental health hotline, of course, is area code 775-387-0275. Uh, regular old email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Did you watch The Invitation? Give me, I would like, defend it. By all, please, defend it. I don't think you can. I don't think anybody can, unless, I don't know, I don't, I, I'm not going to speculate anymore on, on the, the invitation. Anyway, we've got a Terradome championship to crown here. Let's get it on. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes.
Welcome to the Terradome. For the 2022 Teams Terradome Championship from the Asylum Conference, we had the Brides of Dracula. From the Inferno Conference, we had the Critters. Utilizing their undead powers of suggestion, the brides ushered the surviving villagers into the old barn, knowing full well the creatures were headed that way. Soon thereafter, the swarm poured in and the screaming started. Setting fire to the barn and trapping the feeding creatures worked perfectly and ended the black scourge of the Carpathians. With a vote of 11-2, your 2022 Terradome champions, the Brides of Dracula. Very cool. Well done, cowboy. Between the boobs and the dick pics, you somehow <laughs> nailed this one in. I don't know who, what went to who, but you got everybody to vote for you. Well done, sir. I also took the brides. It's the only logical decision to make, right? I think, anyway. Uh, very cool. Congratulations, cowboy, on the championship. Uh, join me next week. We're going to be rolling out a familiar segment. I'm going to be rolling out a familiar segment from the past. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, you're going to have to tune in next week to figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. While you're considering it, think about think about the invitation. Think about a Brides of Dracula movie. Um, think think about the Brides of Dracula. Who would play? Who would make good Brides of Dracula these days? Who's hot? Uh, the mental health hotline again is area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five. Or you get me on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're considering that, I would like to tell you about a couple of movies I got to watch this week. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? How about The Devil's Due from 2014? Um, not a big fan. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. It's a found footage movie about a um, young lady gets pregnant, uh, basically with the after the after Christ, the after Christ, the Antichrist, and the difficulties of the pregnancy. Found footage. Now. I get it. Found footage movies are dirt cheap to make, and they're easy to make, and they don't require a lot of acting because uh, over-the-top acting kind of cheapens it in a weird way. But this lends itself to some very stupid things. For example, there's one scene in this movie where the pregnant young lady, seemingly for no reason at all, uh, picks up the camcorder because this whole thing is shot on you know, camcorders and security cam, picks up the camcorder, uh, starts recording, sets it down on a table, and then lays down and takes a nap. Why would you want to video yourself taking a nap? It's something that at least bears mentioning, or they could have tried to. Like, oh, you know, maybe the neighbor kids are getting in here and stealing things. I'm going to set this up in case, uh, you know, maybe I'm having night terrors or something. I should, you know, videotape myself or something. No, no, no reason to rhyme. Just sets up a camcorder and videotapes herself taking a nap. There's a lot of dumb things being videotaped uh, in that fashion in this movie. And I get it. you gotta, you got to get certain scenes in there. But you have to, if you're acknowledging the camera and the use of it, 
You should at least give us a reason why. Because nobody walks around filming every single moment of their day. At least nobody that I would want to associate with. So that being said, there's uh, that kind of, I don't know, man. That That's kind of like one of the turnoffs for me uh, in the found footage subgenre. If you, you could pre, pretext it with like, uh, oh, my friend's coming over and she's doing a report on difficult pregnancies. She was wondering if she could take some data. Okay, now you have a reason to set up all these cameras. Okay, well now it makes sense that, you know, she would be doing it. But there was none of that. Just, uh, oh, we got a camera for our wedding. We better start vil- filming everything. And now we have some dumb shit going on. <laughs> Um, I'm not mad at it. It's I didn't particularly care for it, though, myself. Uh, I watched that, and I also watched A Wounded Fawn from 2022. This one just hit uh, Shudder. Now, this is uh, not a bad show, but it's a pretty good argument for, or I should say against, style over substance. The premise is very, very simple. There's this weird serial killer type of dude who's Preying on uh, the art community, like the artist bohemian types. Uh, He kills one chick that he meets at an auction, picks up another chick seemingly online, takes her back, and I guess the the ghosts of the the previous chicks start trying to warn the present chick. So in that respect, it's pretty cool, conceptually. But there's a lot of like heavy imagery and shit uh, that I am not smart enough to fully grasp in this movie. So I'm going to say not bad. Don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, it looks, looks, good, looks good. Visually, you know, very appealing. Uh, just a lot of artsy-fartsy stuff around a serial killer and possibly some, some ghosty stuff. And there's some head trauma, too, so that might explain some of it. That's all I'm looking at this week. Uh, How about some immersion therapy, my friends? (laughs) Immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to watch Spiderhead? I did. Um, I'm not mad at it. Um, it's I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Probably more like a weird sci-fi kind of a thing. Um, I tell you what, I would uh, I would volunteer to go to that place and but you'd be subjected to those experiments without having to go to prison. You know what I'm saying? So the premise of the movie is that like uh, select prisoners, uh, criminals, are removed from incarceration and taken to this alternative uh, uh, testing facility, I guess, for lack of a better term. But it's like this absolute paradise and they get to mingle uh, you know, with uh, members of the opposite sex and they're even encouraged to have sex with members of the opposite sex and it's a pretty it's it's more like a vacation resort than anything you know um but of course uh one guy takes exception to this and uh has to has to find a way out now whatever (laughs) you know what i mean whatever i'm not one to look a gift horse in the mouth mouth myself 
So that being said, if I was doing hard time and I got pulled out of uh, you know Gen Pop and put in this palatial uh, resort style uh, facility where I was encouraged to have sex with some attractive ladies, some others not so attractive, <coughs> under the pretense of research, yes, I am in. Yes, and I will be there, and uh, I will not complain about anything, and I will. you can do whatever you like to me. Just don't put me back in the hole. That's my, you know, thing. But again, we have that thing that pops up where uh, we, we see it in a lot of the zombie movies where our, our characters get to a safe place, they're surrounded by the living dead, but they're safe for now. And then seemingly for no reason at all, they make the proclamation that they don't want to die here. And then they take their chances with the, the zombies out there again. That, why? <laughs> why would you do that? I am perfectly happy to die here. I'll die of starvation. I'll die of dehydration. Uh, I'll die of boredom. Um, I'll die, hopefully, of old age at uh, you know a respectable old age that natural causes that's a good uh you know alternative what i don't want to die of is being eaten to death by fucking zombies i don't care what the alternative to that is i will take it uh, unless it's like i don't know being mauled by a polar bear that might be worse but uh, anything other than being bitten to death by walking corpses i'll take the alternative and if that means parking my happy ass in a uh, barricaded shopping mall, or in this case, a weird testing facility, I will take that. And I will stay there until uh, I either get kicked out or uh, they're done with me. I, whatever I have to do to avoid go leaving that place. I, I, it's kind of it's not necessarily a pet peeve of mine. It just never really makes any sense to me why anybody would do that. Anyway, uh, Spiderhead, not a bad show. Uh, I guess it's based on a series of books called Escape from Spiderhead, where, uh, well, it's basically the same thing we just saw. But uh, not a bad show. I, I saw it on Netflix. I recommend you check it out. It's not really a horror movie, more of a sci-fi kind of, you know, fucking dystopian maybe. I guess you call it that. I don't know. Uh, what is your immersion therapy for this week, you ask? Well, your immersion therapy is going to be Troll. Uh, this one stars Ine Marie Wilman, uh, Kim Falk, and Mad Sorger Peterson, directed by Roar Uthog. I'm guessing it's Norwegian. Uh, looks like a kaiju. It just hit Netflix. It's from 2022. Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same in Compare Notes next week. In the meantime, you must now educate me, my friends. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, my uh, little family here just moved into a rental house owned by the guy down the street. Uh, everything was going pretty smoothly until my wife's friend hypnotized me at a party, and now I'm getting like weird vibrations and having bad dreams, and I got the idea I should dig up the backyard or maybe the basement. Goddamn if I didn't find a dead girl who was, I guess, a rape victim from the neighborhood scoundrels. And they walled her ass up in there, and now she's haunting my house. 
And I'm the only one that's experiencing this shit. Thank you very much, Miss Hypnotist Lady. I am, of course, Stir of Echoes. Pretty good, uh, pretty good ghost movie. You know there was a sequel to that, Stir of Echoes 2? It stars uh, Adrian Brody, and I think it had something to do with like him coming back from the war. has nothing to do at all with uh, any of the characters from the first movie. So just put that right out of your head. And I could be wrong about Adrian, but I could be thinking of a completely different movie. But I do know there is a stir of echoes, too. I remembered seeing it, and I remember thinking, not as good as the first, obviously. So there's that. Uh, Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a down-on-his-luck private eye in the Southern California area. And I just took a case in which a young lady has gone missing, but is turning up dancing at the local strip club. So I gotta try to track her down. Unfortunately, while that's going on, a string of very gruesome murders is also uh, racking the Los Angeles area. Um, I hope it doesn't involve a religious cult that worships some very strange household items. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I will fill you in. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for me this week. Thank you very much for joining me and for your uh, continued patronage and correspondence. That's what keeps this this, uh, pirate ship going, my friends. Join me next week for Barbarian here in the padded room, celebrating the best of 2022. Uh, Much better, much better than uh, the invitation, but we'll get into that next week. Um, thank you very much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running, of course. Support.paddedroompodcast.com is where you find the link to that. $5 donation will get you control of the month of January, plus a travel mug, plus a t-shirt, plus maybe some porn if you want it. Which reminds me, Alan, if you're listening, I know I've got, I've got your package locked and loaded right here. I just got to put it in the mail. Uh, in the and I've left the porn out because you specifically asked me to, which is an option. You can you can opt out of the porn if you want to. Just let me know. Uh, in the meantime, inmates, for Buddy and Absentia, Jason and Absentia, your mom. I hope your mom is doing well, whoever you are, wherever you might be. I hope the curse hasn't struck her as well. Uh, vampire brides. The great things they can do or the shitty movies they can appear in. The Critters. I'm sure they'll be back in next year's Terradome. Anime demons and all the nudity that uh, nobody particularly asked for, but it's there. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over.